Which camera? Which camera? Oh, this camera. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome into episode 26 of the scope. I'm joined by my co-host Buff Nerd. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? My uh my uh bitrate looks goofy as heck. Might be my connection. We'll have to, <laughs> to see you. Okay, it looks like it's settling down now. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I'm doing well, man. How about you? Have a good weekend? Never know. I, I had a weird weekend. I uh, weird weekend. Okay. I went into some weird video games. I played Valorant for the first time. And uh Wow. Whoa. So good it's like bad. I don't know. I I'm sitting here uh like Friday night. Well, it had to do with uh uh whiskey is what started the whole thing. I have more here now for some reason. Um and I was like there is a there's like a million people not really, but like a couple hundred thousand people watching this game on Twitch and I'm like I technically now have a podcast that talks about first person shooters and I feel like I'm missing out on this entire genre of the shooter games. It's like I need to download and try this thing. And I did, and uh, I don't know. It is a completely different like genre of first-person shooter. It was it was wild. Uh, man named nobody, dude. Thank you so much for the super chat. I really really appreciate that, man. You don't got to do that. This channel stinks, but it's it's uh it's very much appreciated. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. So I'd say like as you could probably guess, like the the crazy abilities on the agents and stuff aren't really my thing. But man, they that thing is smooth. That game, yeah. you can just tell they they designed it to be um, competitive. With the, you can tell the 120 hertz servers. I think I, I had everything maxed out at 1440p, and it was like 450 frames oh, or wow. something. Like it could Jeez. run. You could run it on a potato. Um, <laughs> and I yeah, and and like the bullet can said, I'm not really used. To, I never played CS:GO, so. Yeah, I'm going to be ousted as the host of the show, but um <laughs> I never played it either. Yeah, don't worry the, about it. The whole uh the whole not ADSing thing and how the bloom works and you got to stop moving when you shoot. I was I was catching on to it. I I would honestly play more Valorant. I just I worry that my uh boomer brain doesn't have any hard drive space to learn a complicated game like that. I think <laughs> Rainbow Six like takes the whole thing up. But I I like covered the gamut, dude. I played I played Valorant after a bunch of whiskey. I played a lot of Modern Warfare Gunfight. I played Tarkov. I got the flea market unlocked and got up to like uh, level 17 or 18 in Tarkov. Lucky you. And I got I got placed I got placed in Rainbow Six Gold 2. Wow. So I'm like I'm like three or four games from Plat in Rainbow Six Siege. So like I'm you're like doing a, it, man. You're like a pro over there, man. Jeez. I'm out here doing stuff. I'm Gotta I'm playing all game. kinds of different games, being weird, <laughs> doing different things. But yeah, and I watched. I saw you typed in the chat. You watched the terminal list. Oh my god! I know we talked about it briefly last week, and you had caught the first two episodes. And I I I said I hadn't started yet. I started it. I think it was like Thursday or Friday, and I finished it yesterday. Holy crap! I'm gonna need to rewatch it. It was that was one of my my favorite shows on right now another really good one i'm watching is the old man but this one uh, the terminalists man i need to i need to go back and watch because it was it was non-stop awesomeness starting yeah there finish. was especially i don't know if you finished it end of episode yeah, five no no spoilers end of episode five holy crap i was jaw on the floor yeah it was crazy it kind of turned I'm, yeah no spoilers but it kind of turned into like 
the Punisher, but like maybe even faster paced. Like it was crazy. Like the stuff that kept happening was was awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. I I didn't like how it ended really, but I didn't think I was going really? to. Yeah, when I feel like when the stakes get that high in the episode and like I just I know going into it, I'm not really gonna like how it ends. But oh, that's man. That I, really I, I really like the ending, but it kind of leaves it again. No spoilers. You don't really know what happened at the end, so we'll have to you know if if there's gonna be a season two, uh, we'll see. Is my quick 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 check? Am I blurry as heck on everyone else's screen, or is it? Just yeah, I'm getting head? I'm getting some drops in the in the room, like some. Mm, like, it might be my. Uh, Shout out to Spectrum, the worst internet provider <laughs> shout on out. the planet. Reverse shout see. out. Yeah, they're so bad, dude. Let me see if I if I turn off my my work laptop over here. Maybe that'll help Let me, me go out. To but this. regardless, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll clean up probably, maybe potentially. Um, but yeah, we we know we know what you look like. Um, That's everyone, right. th- thank you so much for being here um we just we keep growing little by little and it's thanks to you guys uh we always say be a friend tell a friend we appreciate all of that uh very much again the audio version is over on all the major platforms shout out to the podcast listener we love you dude um and then i think yeah we're doing a lot of if you missed the whole episode and you want to see some things over on the scopes channel are a ton of clips of little bits and pieces broken out in case you can't watch the whole episode all at once. There's some really good, more digestible sized content over there that you guys can check out. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. And for some reason, we never know. It's always up to the chat gods. The chat is working on the screen, so that's awesome. So if you guys want to join the conversation, we love that. That's why it is on the screen. So when people go back to watch the VODs, they watch the clips. You guys are part of the show. And we always really enjoy the conversation that goes on down there. And we'll have time, hopefully, at the end. This might potentially be a shorter episode. Not a whole lot went on this week. Uh, Enough to talk about for sure. But we'll have some definite time for a chat Q&A at the end if you guys want to talk about that. We can do it. I would love to have you guys. I've been really impressed with the chat Q&A. People bring it, man. They have awesome questions. Yeah, we've had some really good ones lately. I, I like it. My my dream is, okay, now I have two dreams. So my one dream was to get 69 likes on an episode. And then uh, my other dream is to get, uh, I think a call-in show would be really cool. With the software we use to, pl- to pipe you into the OBS, uh, there's a way to have like a call-in room and a screener that can put callers through. That's so sweet. I think I think that would be really cool. I would enjoy it. That, that that'd be awesome. That'd be good for sure. Especially when uh when we get some some good games coming out and stuff like that. We can have some, you know, what are your thoughts on this and that type stuff. It is really gonna good. happen one day. We're gonna have oh, good yeah. games one day. Someday. I, I still I still hold that in my heart. Um we, we may <laughs> need to time travel back to uh you know 20, 2010, 2011, but someday. What a wonderful segue into the first game that we're going to talk about battlefield three making kind kind of a comeback man we're professionals around here now don't even worry about it i planned Um, that totally too yeah you did we have a we have a massive script that we follow of course (laughs) um yeah so battlefield three is making a comeback but like i did talked about in my video today it's i don't think it's going to look like what you remember um the reality mod is finally going to release i think they've been working on this i saw something like seven years or something like that um, it uses the Venice Unleashed mod engine, and uh, yeah, I 
I worry a little bit about it. I don't know if it's going to be too much like Squad, but it's definitely going to be interesting that it's built off of Battlefield 3. Squad was off of 2, right? The Project Reality? Yeah, it was based off of um, Battlefield 2's Project Reality mod, yeah. I, it's going to be... It's going to be a lot more, I think, tactical and slow-paced than than the original Battlefield 3. It sounds like they're changing uh, weapons and everything. Some of the cool stuff, like they're adding day-night cycles, like 24-hour day-night cycles and weather and stuff like that, which I, I think is going to be really cool. And they added VoIP, which is something that DICE couldn't do at first. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Sorry. I'm bitter. I still am. It's fine. You, you should be. That's right. I should be. And then, uh, so yeah, I have their, I have their website. Um, I can pull it up that talks about some of the features and things and they, they do a better job than I do, of course, talking about what's in this thing. Um, so it talks about some of the key features, get the production team off their ass and we're doing it. Um, so yeah, uh, the setting and gameplay, they actually, honestly, I made the video, like a few hours ago, and then they completely changed the website after my video. So, oh that, no, <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, you can see that it comes out seventeenth uh, of July. There's a countdown timer. Um, yeah, this is all new. Like since I made my video. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, so yeah, they added UI and gameplay. Completely reworked gameplay UI aimed for tactical team play. Um, added atmospheric visuals, a frostbite engine, hundred plus players. So it just sounds like they're making Battlefield Three into squad. Uh, new textures, models, maps, and game modes. That's where I feel like they could differentiate themselves from Squad is with, with the game mm -hmm. modes. Um, and then the dynamic weather, we talked about that. And then I think I saw there's a there's like a roadmap too. But do you think it's going to be too much like Squad to succeed? Or I think I think um, for me personally, like I enjoy I've only played Squad a little bit. I enjoy watching and stuff like that. But I'd be more I'd be more interested in jumping into Battlefield 3 reality mod just because, you know, Battlefield 3 is something I love. So I think this is this to me seems like not only are you you're kind of more appealing to the old, you know, the Battlefield crowd, especially where we are with the current state of modern day Battlefield here in 2022. I think this might be a, a good, I guess, throwback, but also a, a, a new title per se, you know, so. Um, and all the maps, it looks like they did new maps and everything. And the weapon recoil, I watched some gameplay. It looks really, really cool. It's really unfortunate. I know you and I are talking about this before uh, we went live. It's kind of unfortunate it's only on PC because, man, if, if for whatever reason, if I could get this on my, my PS5, I'd be all over it. Yeah, that would be really cool. I, I get really sad when stuff like this happens and console folks have to miss out on it. It sucks because I want everybody yeah. to be able to play these things. Um, but yeah, they, they said that they uh, want to increase the value of a single life to make it a little bit more uh, higher stakes with your life and tactical and strategic analysis of the battlefield. Um, they had, they're doing the thing where they have the commander and then the squad leaders have a separate audio channel and then the squad leaders relay that information to the individual mm -hmm. squads. And I think they said the commander mode would have like a UAV that you could see the battlefield. And oh, be able to nice. make calls and, and dispatch squads to different places to do to do different things. But if I, if I remember right, I think a few people made videos uh, several months ago about this having a battle royale mode. 
Uh, I think that was Venice Unleashed. So I know Venice Unleashed had one that was that was ongoing, but this I think it I think it's like a separate project, right? Just based off it of is, what Venice it, Unleashed did. Yeah. Yeah, it is, but it uses the Venice Unleashed modules okay. to make this game. Okay. So yeah, Venice Unleashed was definitely they showed a lot of footage of it of the of the Battle Royale. Um I don't think it ever released yet, though. I don't, I'm not sure when, when the release was, but I never, I remember they released like official teasers for it and everything also. So, um, In this image, you can see the, uh, the destruction like there's before and after mm -hmm. um, that they've added. And then there's just some like different screenshots. Nice. But it looks like a lot of fun. It still has the Battlefield 3 like vibe to it a little bit. Oh, they, I saw they said they removed the blue tint to everything like that Battlefield 3 had. Yeah. It looks, it looks, I noticed, I noticed it looked so much better just with the gameplay that I was watching. And it's I, amazing what that blue tint before and after looks like too. Yeah. Ooh, day, I always kind of wondered, yeah, there's a day night for, for the same map and then fog. So like uh, different weather events and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I always like stuff like that on maps. I feel like it really changes. Um, it, it adds to replayability because it makes, even though you're on the same map, it makes the experience different. Mm-hmm. And then I think I had the features and roadmap. Uh, yeah, there's another one where you can oh, there we go. do the cool slider. Um, oh, that's cool. So they tweaked, they tweaked the player movement, respawn mechanics, and weapon handling. Uh, they added arty strikes called in by squad leaders. And they do the same thing as squad, right, where they added fobs uh, to spawn on so you don't spawn okay. on squad mates like the original game. Uh, they added mortars, uh, toes... Double A's and bags. So I think you can build stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, the thing I'm really looking forward to is uh, they're also doing like a fully, fully functional map editor where you can. Oh, wow. You can completely uh, change the maps. Yeah, right here at the bottom. Alongside Reality Mod, we've been working on a fully integrated map editor, allowing everyone to create custom maps directly in game. So it's not even a separate client. Uh, wow. together with multiple people simultaneously so you can collaborate with friends in game to build maps. So, that's really neat. Holy I think cow. that's... Yeah, that's, that's kind of a game changer, huh? I think so. And I, it'd be wow. cool if uh, if that catches on because I'm always wanting more maps. Like more maps, more maps is, is adds to it. And if you could mm -hmm. have folks that build it in game and publish yeah. it out and you could collaborate with your friends, I think that would be awesome because... There's a little bit of a barrier of entry. Like I've always wanted to try my hand at it, but like I have no idea how to do it. And the more simplified you make it, where it's in the same in the same uh, game client, you don't have to do a bunch of extra stuff to get to mess around with map editing. I think the better, like this, more simple right. it is. It makes me think of um, I know it's not it's not like the same, but as far as communities making their own maps, would be uh, Sandstorm on PC with the ISMC mod, I and mean, those guys have come out with some um amazing maps that are now part of the base game you know that's all ismc and other modders coming out with with maps like that so it's, it's actually amazing when you look at i mean that's the beauty of pc games especially with this battlefield through reality mod is the maps the community can can make that just honestly change the whole gameplay experience because you can get some maps that are just so well designed um, especially like going back to Sandstorm on PC um, with that ISMC mod. There's some beautiful maps that are just, you can, you, you can kind of, I guess it's more immersive is, is I guess the best way to say it based on the maps that the community can make. So I'm really excited to see what, what kind of maps the community comes up with here, especially if it's all right 
in the same uh, client. That's pretty big. Yeah, I think that might be pretty cool. And then if we uh, if we look at their roadmap to kind of put a bow on it and you know moving forward, uh, this first public playable version is going to be the starting point. They said version point one, just the same as twenty forty two. It's coming out in six days or five days and some hours and stuff on July seventeenth. But they're going to have custom spawn systems with the fobs and rally points, adjusted game pit game pace, gunplay, adjusted gun and explosion sounds health and medic system with bleeding bandaging and reviving uh custom ui looks a lot more minimalistic uh aas game mode uh five modified expanded vanilla maps five maps uh two custom factions usmc and the russian army and nine prefixed kits per function per faction modified vanilla vehicles transport only and improved visuals day night cycle weather and then version point one plus uh sounded like it's going to come out sooner uh, then version 1.0, but they're going to have like an intermediate update that's going to have polished all the above mentioned uh, things and then resource mechanics, custom maps. So the map editor is going to come quickly, even before 1.0. Uh, playable vehicles, armored wow. air units, more game modes, the commander role, and yeah, the map editor. So that's going to be even before 1.0. And then they said 1.0 is going to be the grand release with finalized pacing and mechanics, uh, TBA on that, what that's all going to have. But I'm real. Do they say anything about uh, the weapons? Is it all the exact same weapons from Battlefield Three, or are they adding some some old, you know, weapons from previous Battlefield games? Also, maybe I didn't see anything on the weapons themselves. Okay, I'm assuming they're probably just starting, at least starting off, bringing everything over from BF Three. I bet so. Um, they yeah. said the the reworked weapon mechanics include ballistics and weapon handling, and full mag reload. Uh, suppression is visual only and tweak the damage values for projectiles and explosions. Nice. But I didn't see I didn't see the, the weapons. Uh, yeah, I, I bet they do the same, but I did notice the gameplay, like the recoil's been overhauled and everything like that, which is, is pretty big. So that's really cool to see. Yep, and they're doing uh, role-based kit systems, so they might even Good. have less guns, I'm not sure, but it sounds kind of like Squad, where when you pick a role, yeah. you pretty much tied to that gun mm -hmm. uh limited attachment customization different sites by pots and four grips so yeah yeah that's awesome i'll be uh i'll be checking that out for sure um got the you have to have battlefield 3 like installed with all the dlcs and stuff to be able to play it um talks about that yeah um you have to have ran the bf3 install the client the venice unleashed client launch the venice unleashed client Sign up with your new account, link your origin account, create a player, and go to the server browser and search for a reality mod. Oh so, my God. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's that's what you said, right? Like it's not gonna be yeah, easy to get it's into. Not gonna be so, easy. So it's that's gonna unfortunate. Be... I don't have I don't have it on PC and um as much as I want to play it, I'm not gonna be able to, you know, install and buy and all that stuff for just a regular BF3, but I'll definitely be watching a lot of gameplay. I'm, I'm interested in just watching people play it for sure yeah i think i'm gonna give it a try um and that's yeah that's like you said that's like the downfall it's not it's not like an easily accessible everybody it's not like it's on game pass or something crazy like that right like yeah yeah it's gonna take it's gonna be a pretty niche community probably but hopefully stays healthy enough that it keeps getting finished out i look forward to seeing what they do with it i'd, I'd like to get into a little bit more of that venice unleashed stuff and see what's all in there I'd, I want to try that battle royale because it actually looked nice. It looked clean. Like it didn't have a lot yeah. of weird 
It very well, it very well may have released because I, I, but we'll we'll have to look at that later because I know there was they released official trailers and stuff like that and it was looking pretty cool. So we'll have to we'll see. Have to check, we'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, I think that's what's up with Reality Mod. We'll be behind next week, I guess. We'll probably have yeah. some people with hands on or some huh? gameplay to look at. So yeah, cool. Um, the next thing to talk about is. The gift that keeps on giving <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 leaks again. There's been uh, more and more stuff coming out almost every day, essentially from the same person, right? It's still the Reality UK Twitter who just went ham yeah. on the Warzone mobile files. Yeah, he did. So, one way yeah, to say it. Well. I think I have some of them pulled up. So essentially what all leaked, like, he, uh, yeah, I mean, it looked like a lot of kill streaks. They uh, he leaked all of the at least it was eighteen or nineteen of the multiplayer modes, and uh, I also saw the DMZ logo. But a lot, unfortunately, a lot of the images that he that he put out there um, got these DMCA'd, so they were they're removed, or there's just a blank image placeholder there. So we're missing a lot of that. I know. Some of my community over on Discord sent me some images. So there was was a lot of operator pack images about like the different operators that you'll get for different factions and things like that, which look awesome. Um, so I mean, there's just a, a lot, and it's crazy to me that all that is in the in the Warzone mobile mobile files. What what is all this all this stuff doing in there? Especially, it's just I mean, it's Modern Warfare two game mode stuff so why is why is it in the same client it's crazy to me that all this has just been leaked through that yeah the only answer i saw but i i'm not happy with it like was that since it's the new cod 2.0 we heard about like a new engine for these next several games that's going to be used across studios so it's how instead of Treyarch having their own kind of engine it's going to be the same for everyone else so now it's like those assets are going to bleed over or there might be like big builds with multiple game stuff in it and those assets might get left in for a different branch of the game so that's kind of how some of this that's why you see even Treyarch stuff in this thing since it's all right. together in the same engine it kind of got all mushed together which is like you can't let that happen man like the whole that's game's crazy. leaked essentially the yeah. whole game yeah, um, I, I mean... saw I saw high res map images today um, yeah, I saw I saw the Warzone Two map. Um, I mean, if we just look at if if we just run through some of the game, I'll, I'll just run through here because it's all on his Twitter. Um, we have like as far as game modes: Ground War, Bomb, Ground War, Team Deathmatch, Search and Destroy. You have Knockout, which is eliminate other team or or be eliminate the other team or by holding the cash. When times run, runs out, sounds interesting. So probably not something I'll play. Um, then there was also um, Ground War, Ground War Bomb, TDM, S&D, Headquarters, Hardpoint, Free For All, Infected, Domination, Demolition, Cyber Attack, making a return, which I actually really, I enjoyed Cyber Attack when it was out in Modern Warfare 19. Uh, cranked, Kill Confirmed, Bounty, gunfight capture the flag and those are all the ones that are still up there i think some of them he had to take down i because I, I did see that i did see the hostage uh rescue mode up there at one point um but it doesn't look like it's on his page anymore so maybe 
something happened and that one got taken down. Not sure. Yeah. Or maybe it just wasn't in the files. But I know I've seen something about that from somebody recently. It could have been another okay. leaker. Good, because I got I came late to the party, and I, I that's the one mode I'm really excited about, and I didn't see yeah. it, so I must yeah. have been taken down. I'm hoping it's still there. I tweeted and asked, "What about hostage mode?" But because <laughs> I I'm really curious about that one too, and a lot of these modes are probably not going to be in right day one. They kind of rotates a lot of those. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll to... rotate. I mean, I also didn't see realism mode there, and I, I I'm pretty confident that's going to be making a comeback also so i i mean there's 18 or 19 of them there at least on his pages a good amount but it's definitely not all of them so um there's going going to be more he's not he doesn't have all of them up there but definitely we're missing a few i hope so um i'm really excited for gunfight to come back yeah um cyber attack i want to play some of those and hopefully get into them a little bit more I think the last one, 2019 came out. The reason I didn't stick with a lot of those game modes is because I didn't have like a crew to play it with. Some of those objective-based game modes with Call of Duty casuals and randos mm. is, are so brutal. When yeah. you, you don't have comps and stuff and you really should have comps. I'm I'm hoping to have a crew, a crew of folks that want to play kind of the more tactical side of COD and get into some of those game modes. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Play some search and destroy, hostage rescue, cyber attack, and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I'll be I'll be there with you. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. Surely, surely we can amass a crew of of ringers that'll carry us to victory. We can. Um, the other and then, the other cool thing. Did you see the DMZ logo by chance? Yeah, I I commented on that a little bit. Um, nice as well. So it had like a a a city skyline like mm -hmm. like Tarkov. I keep saying it's not going to be Tarkov, but it looks like Tarkov. They're kind of um, proving us wrong every every leak. It's it's sounding more I, and more like Tarkov. I'm still I'm still staying strong. I'm a non-Tarkov truther. I'm not I'm not giving <laughs> in. I'm not giving in. Uh, but it's it still gets me excited for sure. Yeah, and it oh, had yeah. the the logo, and then it had like a an operator in the background, and then somebody when I commented on it, someone pointed out that it looked like the squad logo, kind of with the yellow soldier. The same yellow, yeah, yeah, and and. But yeah, the skyline and the soldier and just the the DMZ in the background, it, it instantly I was just like, this looks very. It looks like they took the Tarkov logo and just reworked it for their own uh, for their own use almost. It was very similar, but yeah, I can definitely see the similarity to the squad as well as far as the color scheme on the yellow soldier. Yeah, it kind of looks like that, and I, I'm still surprised. Like DMZ seems like kind of a silly name, and I thought that was like more of a code name for development, but. Yes, that's what it is because there's the logo. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense for like DMZ, right? Demilitarized zone. It makes sense. I'm sure this will tie in with the storyline somehow. And and then we'll just, same as like how Spec Ops did. It just started because Spec Ops was basically a precursor to Warzone. It kind of set up that story. So I'm sure that story will be set up at somewhere in the game. And, I get, and I guess looking back on it, I've used DMZ as a way to describe Tarkov before, I guess. I'm kind of mm -hmm. refuting my own statement, but um, <laughs> when people ask me, what the heck is Tarkov? I'm like, it's kind of like a post-war DMZ area yeah. with like, yeah, no rules and you're just trying to survive and collect yep. things and go on missions and stuff. So I guess I've used that before myself. Okay, right. never mind. I just... I just won an argument against myself, so that's cool. <laughs> um, I saw I saw some of the gadgets too in there that I thought were really interesting. Yeah. Uh, the inflatable decoys, so I thought that mm -hmm. was kind of cool. Uh, it looks like 
alibi from Rainbow Six, and then you see the tactical <laughs> camera, like a little camera on a tripod. Uh, stim pistol, like yep. uh, Valk from Battlefield 2042, and like yeah. uh, Doc from Rainbow Six. Um, I didn't know what Battle Rage was, or Sonar Pulse might be like a localized UAV. He, he had a description for Battle Rage initially. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it was it was basically... It sounded to me kind of like a like a Tarkov stim shot almost. Damn it, here we go. Oh, Tarkov okay. again. Think about just a stim shot. I gave you like oh. extra. It, it was like a, a painkiller methamphetamine shot, essentially. Like an SJ6 stim in yeah, Tarkov. Yeah, okay, exactly. cool. Then Sonar Pulse Sound Veil that might like eliminate sounds in the area. That's really mm -hmm. neat. Yeah, and then there was some some kill streaks also unfortunately like i'm looking at his page on my other screen right now and it looks like a lot of the a lot of the images got dmca'd so those are down but you still have the, <laughs> the names there like fuel bomb kill streaks emp there was um smoke airdrop thermal barrack strike inflatable decoy we talked about stim pistol we talked about tack camera um yeah sonar pulse sounds interesting as well as a sound veil um the cluster spike is is a, an odd one. Not sure what that's gonna going to be. Similar to a cluster strike, maybe it's just misnamed. Who knows? Um, pretty crazy, man. It, it's insane. All this was released, and like I said, there was a lot of operator images too that some folks in my community sent on over, um, and we had a lot of that as far as um, a lot of unreleased operators that'll be making their way from Modern Warfare 2019 that weren't released into this game and reworked, as well as um, returning ones. I know Nikto is one that I'm seeing uh, return already in these new images that were released by by him as well. Um, Are there... Other question I had. that Do you see that bounty game mode? That's, yes. That's, is that different than the hostage one, or is that the hostage I, one? I think it, it, it may be... There was a description I saw somewhere. It may be the same, to be honest. Okay. I can't. Yeah, I couldn't see that on there. I was trying to look it up, but I have. Yeah. The... Unfortunately, everything's a lot of the stuff is taken down now, so the yeah. images and some of the explanations not there anymore. That's funny. Did you, you saw? Uh, <laughs> uh, you saw that he said that the modern war zone call out like, like doomed him. Uh, Modern Warzone on Twitter tweeted some of his stuff, and he said like, "Ah, oh, it's it's over." Instantly so he had a backup the, account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of backup. That. I got his backup account too. But I mean, in that, <laughs> I'm just looking at some of the, the images in my Discord. It looks like I'm not sure what kind of pack this is, but we see Nikto, and then there's some unreleased like Spetsnaz operators, potentially another version of Ghost. It's not the best looking image, but. I mean, some of these guys look really, really cool. So, so pretty pumped, get, pumped about that. Yeah, they look cool. If you guys want to see the images, uh, the link to Buff's Discord is in the in the description below, so you can go check them out there. In, I'm gonna need to make like a I'm gonna need to make like a specific channel in the Discord for for the see. leaks because it's yeah. just so there's just so much, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, it it's crazy. I can't. Uh, man, some people say. I can't decide. I still can't decide. We talked about it last week, but it's like on one hand, did they do this on purpose to get hype? Like they don't really need to. And then how yeah. did they, on the other hand, if it's a mistake, how does that happen? 
I'm also, I heard, I saw Ralph deleted a, a tweet earlier about a big week ahead. So it was, it showed up on my notifications this morning. And when I went to it, the post itself was gone. So I'm curious if we're actually going to get some official info this week or not, but it, it would make sense if we get a little bit of something. He did. He did say, I remember uh, that there was going to be info on DMZ in August. Mm -hmm. so I thought, yeah. I thought that was pretty soon. And I thought that that was a good sign, right. For, mm -hmm. for the coming with launch or really soon after. So, and then they've said lately, it's like another mode with launch. So I think that's pretty cool. Especially, yeah, especially if they want to market, right? I mean, think about marketing. If they're going, they, like we, we've talked about the past couple of weeks, if they're trying to appeal to this, you know, every player base that's out there, you know, the typical COD community, the Rainbow Six community, the Tarkov community, the realism community, things like that, then they're going to want to start talking about these or addressing maybe these rumors, giving us a little bit of hints. That way, pre-orders go up and sales are, are going to go up also so i would definitely expect we hear about dmz prior to launch for sure yep and it, we should be getting some information on beta dates and stuff i know we both talked about like beta dates mm -hmm. are going to probably be in september and mm -hmm. i don't even want to call it a beta i want to call it a demo um i i don't remember if you talked about that in your video but i think it's silly to call it a beta because it's not they're not going to change much if anything in, in a month it's it's a demo to get people excited for the game it's a marketing tool they've already got their right qa qc right. feedback and balance and stuff yeah and i know ralph ralph put the dates out there and it lined you know if it is if they are right it's gonna align pretty pretty well with um what they were for modern warfare 2019 um uh, but yeah is it is it a beta no that's just what they're calling it it's definitely a demo but i mean on the, on the flip side of that i remember with modern warfare 2019's like beta there was a lot of even UI fixes. Like I remember in the operator screen, the operators had their fingers on the trigger. And that was something that like a lot of people brought up is like, yeah, you know, they're not practicing gun safety. Why are their fingers on the trigger? And they fixed that immediately. They've made a lot of gameplay changes also within just that month of minor ones. But then also you have day one patch, right? And then obviously that first month to two months of support, they were cranking out updates left and right to, to bring in or incorporate all that, 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 beta slash demo feedback so definitely not something that all these all the feedbacks are going to be addressed by launch but I, I would expect before the end of the year we see a lot of uh a lot of the the, the key feedback items addressed but it definitely i think mainly it's just for bugs and obviously uh stress testing for servers is really yep. kind of the reason they do it right yeah sure i think everything's running smooth i think they collect a lot of data mm -hmm. uh with the server loads and stuff like that and then also yeah. I'm guessing they get some weapon balancing data too. Um, Probably, so. yeah. I I remember, it, especially you know, servers on releases like this are always an issue. And Modern Warfare 2019, you know, the multiplayer was the servers were down for a couple hours when that was released at midnight. Um, especially, I had that preloaded. Luckily, I wasn't even planning on doing multiplayer right away. I was, I was pumped for the single player, but. I know it was down. They they had server outages for like an hour and a half, two hours for multiplayer. But I mean, good thing is you got an awesome single player coming. So I mean, that's what I'm doing first, anyways. So it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. I I honestly think having an, with that many people hitting servers all at once, I honestly oh, don't think an hour crazy. or two is that bad. Yeah, uh, exactly. I've seen worse. I remember the Black Ops Three launch was pretty rough for almost the whole night. Um, oh, no. But yeah, that was like when I first. I was like, 
that's the last game like i went with my buddies to gamestop to get a physical copy and rushed home and put it in and installed it uh, and played it and then like uh, it didn't work until like 1 a.m but hey we were there uh, no but by then i was so drunk i didn't do very well <laughs> but that's all right because <laughs> we were just sitting around drinking beers waiting for it to work all right uh, but yeah good times um yeah they'll probably just collect mostly data and be minor changes and stuff like that the other thing this is like completely terrible journalism and podcasting uh because this is completely out of order but what do you think of that ground war bomb mode what would ground wars like so ground war is going to be yeah. huge again like 2019 was really big mm-hmm. and then um and that's what reminded me was uh bullet kid in chat said they're going after the battlefield community so like yeah they're going to have vehicles some of those leaked as well some of the vehicle and like the icon images for the vehicles yeah i saw that um, yep so they're even doing that. Ground War was really big. There's dedicated Ground War maps, allegedly. Um, what? Wow, I can't imagine like a, a bomb type mode with that many players on the on the field. Yeah, that's what that I was be... going to ask. I didn't I didn't see a description for it. I mean, is it is it like your typical escort the bomb type mode, but on Ground War? Or I would kind of a. I'm trying to think if it's depending on the player count for that at large scale, right? If they're going to the battlefield community, it wouldn't. I don't really know what that game mode would be. It seems like they'd almost be like a, uh, almost like a storytelling aspect to it. Like you're not just going to have a bomb outright, but you need to be able to, each team needs to kind of do something in order to get the bomb or so. I, I don't even, I don't even know what it would be like. I'm, I'm, I'm in the dark. <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, it sounds, sounds cool, I guess. Uh, Bulletkin and chat and I are telepathically connected because I thought about it at the same time he did. It could be Rush. Yes, that dude. It, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. In, instead of MCOMs, it could be bomb sites that you try to arm yeah. and defuse and move move through the map like multiple bombs. Yeah, yeah like Starcap said. Yeah. So it, it could be uh, like a Rush type game mode, which mm-hmm. would be pretty cool with COD mechanics. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always worry the thing that I didn't like about 2019 ground war and, and I went back and I played mostly for those years uh, when I wanted like a bigger experience, I played a lot of battlefield five was the, uh, the, 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 the kill streaks or the score streaks really could get aggressive. Yeah. If somebody I was really it. good. Yeah, yeah. If somebody was really good at farming uh, and there mm-hmm. were a few exploits, like you could do with vehicles and stuff in 2019 ground war, it was really, uh, it was just really oppressive. It completely ruined the match. Mm. Felt like, yeah, I, I completely agree. I remember that was something, like the when we had had the ground war in the beta. I think I remember watching one of Level Cap's videos, and he brought that up. And I was like, oh, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. And then I finally, you know, got in there and played it, and it definitely takes you out of it a little bit because you're in this, you know, you're in a battle. I thought ground war played really well for the most part on, on most of the maps, but yeah, then you got people, you got like three Harriers up, you got a Pavlo, you got an attack chopper, AC 130, And all the while they had the IFVs on the map. Like if, if you remember Corey, right? The IFVs were up on the quarry and just like farming the heck out of people. Um, so you're just getting demo- it was just like there was some spots where you're just like I can't move and then like someone's dropping a nuke and you're like wow you know that kind of really took me out of the game and I think if they were to remove the kill streaks from that mode it would make it night and day better yeah and that that gets into that cloudy uh area where it's like if you remove the kill streaks then is it not like caught anymore but I agree though for the game to play better I wish they weren't in there because 
when you have that many people, you're going to mm-hmm. have people that find exploits and can farm people, just mm-hmm. like people farm in Battlefield. And then when they get kill streaks, it just makes it way worse. And it just, they yeah. take over a server. So I'm with you. But I I get their dilemma in that because they still want to keep it COD with the score streaks have always been a big part of COD. Right. But I mean, that's also kind of, it's like a dangerous mentality too, because if, oh, we want it to be COD, but you're not appealing to the COD community with that game mode. You're appealing to the Battlefield community. I mean, if we just look at it for what it is, right? That game mode is not for the COD community at all. That game mode is for the Battlefield community. So it would logically make sense. Get rid of the killstreaks, make it as much Battlefield as you could. Killstreaks are going to be in all the other game modes. It would make sense. I mean, if your target audience is the battlefield crowd that's what you want to target so you should cater that mode accordingly yeah i totally agree i didn't even really think it looking at it from that point of view but that that makes total sense if they really do want to go for that battlefield community that mm-hmm. would make it that would make it play so much better and then if that right. if that ground war bomb mode is a rush mode i oh mm-hmm. man if it was even like 16 versus 16 or something rush would mm-hmm. be oh man that'd be a and, lot of fun and just think if they if they were i mean we're assuming we're assuming they're making the right decisions with this, right? Who knows what the heck's going on behind closed doors with these discussions. But if, if I were in, in charge, I'd you know that mode would in my mind would we want to make it as much battlefield as we can. Because with 2042 in the state that it's in this year, if we can if we can replicate something close to battlefield three, four, or even one as far as how the game like immersively plays. Um, you're going to pull in even more players than you would have with just a copy paste from Modern Warfare 2019's ground war mode. Yeah, I agree. Cause yeah, like I said, I, I got kind of excited cause I mean, especially the times when they completely broke the TTK of battlefield five twice, I went back mm-hmm. to play ground war in 2019 modern warfare and they just really, it just didn't feel as refined as, as, it wasn't balanced yeah there was a there was a time where it just got a little bit i i moved away from it and and i was only playing for multiplayer i was only playing uh the realism modes the realism mosh pits whatever they had at the time because ground war yeah it just got like a little ridiculous you know tanks kill streaks it was just too much took me took me out of it after the the honeymoon phase of the first couple of weeks yeah it did not take people that long to to park those tanks up on the ridge of quarry and just farm people because you could shoot Mm -hmm. i remember you could shoot through the doorways to one of the flags and you could Mm -hmm. just you could have all the team's vehicles sit up there and just farm like three of the points you could shoot from there and Mm -hmm. it it was ridiculous and you could uh there there was a, a point there where the harriers were just able to shoot you through the building so you'd be in cover and you were getting shot through through the buildings which sucked so you were never safe from that and uh i mean obviously they've they've fixed the thermal scopes since but on quarry specifically i would just climb up in that high tower with a, a 12 times thermal scope on a, on a sniper rifle and just easy kills in in their base like and that was part of there was challenges for like long shots so i just get up there and oh this is big white highlighted player you know 600 yards away easy headshot <laughs> you know yeah i hope i hope they learn from that and take some feedback and yeah. maybe from some from battlefield players would be cool to, to get that going because mm-hmm. man if, if it'd be such a 
it'd be such a feat if they actually pulled it off. They had something for like the Rainbow, like we talked about the Rainbow Six community, the Tarkov community, um, mm-hmm. the COD community, the Battle Royale community, and the Battlefield community had all those modes, and they pulled it off. Would be pretty impressive. I, I'm yeah. that's a lot. I don't know if they can, but that that's a I, lot. But it'd be crazy. It's really gonna come down to you know. The difference from what we saw with 2019 is are they able to isolate each mode and and tweak each mode according to their target audience? Because, you know, like we talked about for DMZ, should the movement mechanics and the HUD and everything be the same as it is in Core 6v6? Probably not if you're after the Tarkov crowd. Should, you know, and same with Ground War, should Ground War play the same as your Core 6v6 multiplayer or should it? be tweaked a little bit with some of the mechanics to to replicate a classic battlefield experience so if they're able to like isolate the code for each mode and be able to tweak things accordingly for each mode without having to make one change that's going to affect the entirety of the game which seems to be the one of the issues with modern warfare 2019 right and and warzone and all that they're able to do do that which i i really hope it seems like they would have learned their lesson going into this development especially if their goal is to get bring all these other player bases in so that that would be key if they can do that i think that'd be huge yeah uh man that was a great discussion i appreciate that 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 got my head around it a little bit better and it's it, to me after you said that it comes down to if they're not afraid to innovate in these other modes they can mm-hmm. make a massive impact in the fps right genre. but if yeah. they force if they force too much cod into those other modes mm-hmm. you're going to get a 2042 which is mm-hmm. a weird middle ground that's not really anything in searching for its identity. No, that's really that, right. I've been enlightened. Yeah, players are just that's exactly man. Players are dying for the, their FPS experience because everything's kind of lacking. So if they can if they can do this right, um, which why wouldn't they? Right? Look at the sales, the possible sale numbers that they could have if they pull this off would just be out just be massive and there's going to be a good amount of people that won't buy it or pre-order it and wait to see like oh what's that ground war mode like is it is it is it more similar to battlefield or is dmz more similar to talk of is that hostage rescue scene uh game mode like rainbow six siege and then they're gonna gonna buy it so i think that the potential for not only launch sales but first week or two sales after the fact would be huge if, if they do do it right so we'll have to see yeah i got myself uh, excited though huh <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all pumped now yeah yeah that happens i i still i still have a little bit of trauma from battlefield i try not to get too excited but yeah i know yeah i, know. I, I it's I'm set myself up for disappointment you know if you if you're like me i always tell my wife she's like why are you such a pessimist i'm like that's the way to be you're playing both sides because if if you're a pessimist and it works out good you're pleasantly surprised everything's great but if it sucks then you're right so either way like it's a win win to be a pessimist. I'm just kidding, yeah. kids. Don't be a pessimist. It's not fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that pretty much covers it up or covers it all. It's if it's gonna come down to their flexibility. I feel like if they're gonna allow themselves to to flesh out these game modes or if they're gonna copy paste too much multiplayer. I, I think that I think the key is though not allowing Raven Software to do anything with weapon balance. <laughs> they should be they should be okay. If you want to know how buff truly feels deep inside his heart. You need to follow him on Twitter. Uh, Cause he, he let Raven have it today. He, he told him how it is. Yeah. That tweet's staying up too. Yeah. He's not, he's deal, not back. Deal with it. <laughs> he's not back in dime. I encourage you to check that out. Cause I, I, I feel pretty, pretty similar. Um, so yeah, the next thing I wanted to talk about again, 
wonderful show excellent segue right into twitter drama uh let's talk about dr disrespect's game man we're professionals um so yeah there's a little bit of drama with dr disrespect's game on top of the fact that it's got nfts like heavily heavily involved into it i'm gonna try i just earlier today is like when i kind of figured this out um so i'm still kind of wrapping my head around everything um so let's start from the beginning midnight society is the development studio AAA studio started by dr disrespect or guy beam who has worked on other games in the past call of duty advanced warfare namely um and they're working on a competitive first person shooter and he alluded to what it was going to be like and i thought it sounded pretty terrible and so <laughs> we got a blog post that talks about it again and uh it still sounds pretty terrible. They're actually going with it, which I didn't think they would. I thought somebody would talk him out of it. You can tell me what you think. Um, but yeah, here's just, the vlog. To, just to, to preface this, I am so blind going into this, so I don't know anything about this. I'm not following this game at all, so let me have it, and I'm going to react. Okay, this will be good because I'm also – you can ask questions that chat would ask too because, like, I'm trying to explain this and frame this to like as to what's Perfect. going on. So we'll start out with the blog post. They put out a roadmap – and a LA Founders event and beyond. So depending on how much money you've already spent to buy your NFT, the NFT so far are the player avatars. They're randomly generated avatars that you own on the blockchain, even though I can screenshot it, take it. Um, it it's on the blockchain, I guess. So working with uh, Ollie, uh, I can't remember. Wherever Fwiz went, the guy that used to run uh, YouTube gaming, whatever web three company he went to mm. is the one that they're working with. Uh, but we got a little bit more information about what the game is actually going to be. So it's the next triple a competitive PVPVE first person shooter. We're doing it openly and transparently one snapshot build at a time. So if you fork out a bunch of money for these NFTs and for early access to the game, uh, you get to play snapshots, which are little tiny pieces of the game and give feedback and there's going to be round tables uh with the devs so we can see what some of those are going to look like their first game here <laughs> so you can see what the blocked out map looks like it looks horrible <laughs> in my opinion it says their first game is project moon a vertical extraction shooter so a long time ago dr disrespect talked about his perfect br game and it was everyone would start at the bottom of the skyscraper and you fight your way to the top to extract. I don't like fight, like fighting up and down. It, I just vertical, like a vertical only game fighting doesn't sound fun. It sounds exhausting to me. Um, I, uh, but this is what some of the stuff's going to look like. Um, so there's an outdoor target range, but you can see like the verticality and you're going to have to like, try to fight your way up. I'm sure it's deeper than that, but essentially that's what he talked about wanting it to be. Um, and then uh, there's gonna be an event. If you buy the super expensive one, uh, you get to come to event uh, and see more gameplay to founders, pass holders. Um, it's just like a lot of stuff to get people to buy in early and buy NFTs. I'm all for marketing and making money, but it's not something I'm gonna spend my money on. As a boomer, I feel like NFTs are kind of silly. And I'm not interested. Um, but then there's also going to be, I thought this was an interesting piece. The first snapshot represents two key elements of the game. The first weapon and the first play space. This experience was designed to elicit feedbacks on topics like recoil balance, uh, reload accuracy. And you also get to see 
uh, the player hideout. So there's going to be a player hideout like Tarkov, but yeah, it's a vertical extraction game mode. So you're fighting, you're always fighting up. Um, okay, interesting. Cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then so the that that's kind of what it is. Um, your variant is only the beginning. Uh, yeah, with your call sign and traits are unique to you. I guess you can sell them. So that's that's the NFT part. Even though CS:GO skins, you can sell I, I, whatever. Um, so yeah, here is where the drama comes in with the doc. Um, and honestly, see what you think. But at the end of the day, I think it's just doc being doc. But um, the the persona. Um, so the game is putting out vertical slices every six weeks for early members to play. This is okay. So this tweet comes from Paul Tassi. Uh, he's one of the lead uh, journalists for Forbes. Uh, writes about video games so he's a journalist okay. um the goal is to offer feedback to help steer development uh members can vote on what features to pursue or cut and he says game dev folks is this viable and what he means by that is if the developers uh make stuff and then they have to take feedback from players and certain things they have to wait on a vote on i think what he's asking is is this going to slow game development which is already a slow process slow it down even farther um all the screenshots look like this right now, so it's going to require a bunch of pay or some patience on the players in game testing. Also, seems like something you would normally pay professionals to do rather than have players do it. Like Activision and Raven took on uh, the QA testers as actual uh, employees. So, mm -hmm. Doc says, "Damn, we forgot to run this by our by the quote unquote game dev folks. I hope they say it's okay." <laughs> Tom Anderson, very arrogant reply. To be fair. Um, it's air. It's going to be arrogant because it's Doc, right? Um, right, right. But I, I just don't have a good feeling about the game. Um, with all the stuff going on, uh, from NFTs to a vertical game, uh, to having players who paid a lot of money. So essentially, in my opinion, instead of paying QA testers who it's their job, you're allowing the public to pay money. The QA test it. So you're not getting the best people for the job. You're getting the people who fork over money instead of actual right. QA testers. You're getting a random group of people who just want to spend money instead yeah, of actual it, QA it, testers. It's basically like early, 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 early access is what it is. Yeah, but then but then they have round tables where you vote on what the developers mm. do next. Right, right. Yeah. I mean I to be honest, the just with the, the like the variant images that I saw early on, it looks to me like this is kind of. I mean, it, you kind of started the show with this. It looks like a like a Valorant esque type shooter. Personally, with you know, I'm into modern military, more immersive stuff. So this is definitely like the first. I am not the target audience. So for me, this looks. You know, I have zero interest in this. I don't know what this, but I don't know how what this looks like to somebody that's into this type of 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 game right i mean the vert the whole vertical thing it sounds it sounds cool and if it were like a modern military shooter and it played right i'd definitely be into it but this seems you know the were variants nfts futuristic you know motorbike helmet stuff like that like i i it just takes me out of it so it's hard to see but if i look at it like objectively okay you're allowing people to pay to get early access roundtable discussions i mean i I get that the whole voting. I think I can see how that could slow down development process. Um, 
it also seems like this is probably a way to help fund further development. And also this is going to help pay the developers, to be honest. Um, that That's the first thing I took from this is, um, you know, they need more funding for further development. So, okay, let's offer up this and that and allow some, some feedback from the community that's willing to pay. That'll pay the devs, allow, um, bring on more, more developers, maybe more technology, things like that to realize his ultimate vision. So I remember the, I remember the concept art he had early on when he showed that originally the vertical BR and it looked cool. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, like I said, it's not, it's not, I'm not a target audience for this, but um, the, the Twitter drama. Yeah. It's just doc being doc. I wouldn't, I would expect nothing less. I'm surprised he was as polite as he was about it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It wasn't quite as personal of an attack as it could have been. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like he has <laughs> to be, he's always arrogant. Like it's not, it's not a shocker. Yeah. So as, as far as my outlook on this, I'm the same way. It's not really my cup of tea, but I'm, I'm willing if the gameplay is good, I'm willing to forego like my preferable uh, uh, setting, I guess, if it mm -hmm. plays good. But I just don't think a vertical game is going to play good. When I play Siege, when I play Tarkov, I absolutely hate fighting in stairways. I hate fighting in stairwells. Yeah. I hate fighting up. Uh, holding him and fighting down isn't good. They're just kind of random. And I, I just don't like clearing stairwells and, and fighting and pushing up. And if that's the object of this game, I just don't see myself liking it even from a gameplay. I'm also game. curious, like, what's to prevent? Okay, I'm okay. Well, it, it, I'd be curious to see like more detailed images of the map, I guess, because it's like, okay, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to hold this area and prevent anybody from coming up. But obviously, there's other areas to to go vertical. So it, it keeps you I need these at the top first is the ultimate objective here. So it's really going to come down to like map design too, as to how well this, this plays, right. If there's, there's gotta be more than stairs. Um, it is. So we'll have to just see it's, it's, there's just a lot of unknowns, but I mean, the, the concept itself sounds good. And I think someone in chat was saying battlefield three operation nine, two, five with tons of floors. And like, yeah, I agree. That was, that was a great map for battlefield three. So if it's something like upscaled from that, I think that would work pretty well. Uh, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll change my mind. I'm I just not excited about if it were if it, if this were modern military vertical BR sign me up, um, but it's not. So yeah, <laughs> I don't care as much about the setting, but I'm I'm not into fighting vertically like that. Like it's cool to have verticality in maps. Like Fortune's Keep plays pretty well and has verticality, but if that's all there is, uh, I there's not a redeeming quality of this game I've seen yet where I'm excited. But it's supposed to be free to play, and you don't have to buy NFTs to play it. So I could still, still definitely give it a try. But yeah, I mean, I'm just I, not. Also, also NFTs, I just don't understand. I just don't understand the concept. Like I would never spend money for an NFT, especially you read articles like so and so purchased NFT for like two point two million dollars, and it sold for like four hundred dollars. <laughs> so it's like the values of stuff. It seems like it was a huge interest, and then just no one, no one cares anymore it's just yeah like there's just money. there's just really nothing backing it so yeah the value doesn't really come from anything the value comes from how many people want it and like right less and less people want this stuff so it's just yeah it's like if if you can find a sucker to buy it then there you go but I right yeah exactly is and it, like they're not going to retain their value because we've already seen 
the value of the one like some of these high high valued ones that originally had high value are selling for dirt cheap comparatively so um staying power of nfts at least in the video game space doesn't look very promising but i i think that's that's a good thing i'd rather uh yeah i'd rather spend my money have more expensive games have more content playable mm-hmm. content more maps right. more guns rather than and the, the money go to the devs uh rather than the money going to the studio to make cosmetics all right well i guess it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the show quick shots i gotta <laughs> quick shots is the part of the show we talk about short stories i just have a couple of them uh just short things to talk about um the first one this is another weird game and uh i'm, I'm pulling out all the weird stuff uh to wrap your head around uh this <laughs> one's called alara prime it's a new game uh that's been talked about and it came out uh from fall damage studios which has several battlefield uh former battlefield devs working on it that worked on uh some of the games like battlefield 2 and 3 and stuff like that um but it's a incredibly futuristic game again your favorite um but love it, looks, it dude love it yeah, get me in space with blasters and stuff that's what i want we're doing it well you're in love <laughs> uh whoa audio sorry um yeah so this is what it looks like what is weird about it and again i I can I can look past some of this stuff if it plays good. Like I'm I'm I don't know what to think of Valorant. I'm still processing that whole thing. Um, but like the weird thing about this one and what I wanted to get your opinion on is it looks like it's going to be four v four v four. So three multiplayer teams. Um, we can see him breaching walls and stuff, and it looks like even though the setting is sci-fi and silly, there's destruction and it looks pretty tattoo. It looks kind of CSGO like again mm-hmm. uh, with the knife and with the not ADS stuff like that. But what do you think of four teams? It said there were two, t- it looks like there's two teams of attackers and okay. one team of defenders. So four defending and two teams attacking. Interesting. Weird. I mean, it, it is weird. And, and I'm trying to look at this objectively, take a setting out of it. So here's here's what I just realized today. If I look at these games that I have no interest in as far as setting-wise and pretend it's modern military, if I can take what I'm seeing now and put it into a, in my brain, modern military, all for it, 110%. So, I, I mean, I think that's a cool concept, having two attacker teams. The question is, are the two attacking teams, they're working together then against the one defender? Is that right? Yeah, that's what I think so. But okay. you're also working against the other attack team, right? Because you want to be the one that gets to the objective. I'm, cu- right? I'm curious if you'll be able to kill the other attack team. Oh, I'm sure. Right, you want to you want to win, so that that offers a, it. Kind of works in the defender's favor, ultimately, right? Because if the two attacking teams, you know, kill majority of each each other's teams, and you have the one defending team that's dug in, and it's like, okay, they had a fight for the most part. We're pretty we're dug in and reinforced, ready to go. Um, that it's a very it's a cool concept i like i kind of like that idea was that right uh boston gamer says it reminds me of dirty bomb from black ops cold war is is that is that right where they had different attacking teams attacking the same bomb site i feel like it's kind of similar to that maybe yeah 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 that's a good point i completely forgot about that exactly so like yeah and i don't think there there was really like no quote-unquote defending team everybody everybody was attacking and, and and defending essentially so yeah i mean you're right though there was multiple attacking teams so you wanted to be the one to plant the bomb 
And if you were in another team that was attacking, you want since you wanted to plan it, you would then essentially be defended and defused because you want to be the one planning. Right. Okay. Dirty Bomb, the game, I think he means, right? I don't know, Bullikin. There's a game called Dirty Bomb? Oh, well, that's, I have no idea then. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Uh, but yeah, yeah this, looks, this looks interesting. Um, we'll definitely keep our eye on it. It's crazy how, like, the ex-Battlefield developers... I, it's weird how there's, like, this, uh, this timeline that's happened several times. Like, Vincent Pella started Modern Warfare and then goes on to make leaves to make futuristic games like uh titanfall and apex legends and then uh you have the embark studios folks who left battlefield and now they're making a futuristic alien game and then uh then you uh take this guy these folks a lot of them came from battlefield like 10 years ago and they're making a futuristic game you have all these people uh leaving the the military type games and going on to make futuristic games actually it's interesting mm -hmm. trend a lot of people doing that it is it is interesting but then you have like vince Pella. i mean he's isn't he back in uh i mean now he's back on battlefield right so coming kind of coming full circle almost because i would expect i mean i would expect if uh i would expect the next battlefield to be even more modern but again yeah it, it is interesting i'm just i'm curious if it was just like freedom of a lot of these devs maybe got sick of the modern gameplay space and and wanted to be able to do their own thing at least so who knows yeah it seems like it. it it is it's interesting though that none of them went on to make their own modern military shooters that's what i'm saying it's like you 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 have some of the better old school battlefield devs out there i, I was kind of expecting when i heard like embark i was expecting them to come out of the gate with like a a battlefield knockoff essentially you know so we were before battlefront like a star wars something but mm -hmm. i guess it is going to be a lot more like battlefront uh yeah know, our greater game is going to be a lot that's more what it like looks like yeah so yeah the next quick shot is a game we talked a little bit about last week uh we just mentioned it but there's some new gameplay and this is one where I, i'm gonna get you uh, this is the one with a weird setting that you said you might play. Uh, the hypercharge mm -hmm. game where you, you are actually uh, you play as um, You're action toy, figures. Right? Yeah, yeah, you play as action figures. Uh, it's like really popping off. Like people are going crazy about it. Um, but yeah, there's new gameplay where you're actually uh, a character in a backyard and he punches a green army man. Um, and I actually looked, there's a, there's another podcast, a much, a much larger podcast that, uh, the developer, one of the main developers was on, uh, as we went live. So uh, they're actually talking about it on a different oh, wow. podcast, a different podcast tonight. But, uh, yeah, this is just a game that I, I thought it was worth mentioning that I, I had originally thought it was going to take place just in like a, a toy store or a department store or something, but it looks like there's multiple maps and multiple settings where, where they're in the backyard. It looks kind of fun. Yeah, this looks awesome. Like, I, I would 100% play this because it's not. I mean, think about And yeah, think about maps. Like, where did you play with toys as a kid, right? Toy store, bedroom, backyard, uh, at the beach, the sand, like the sand sandbox, right? There's so many different possibilities here. And I, I love the way that clip looks like in the backyard and everything. It's That's really neat. It, for whatever reason, this has me interested in just i want to play it <laughs> yeah it looks silly and it, it's 
yeah it's it's a it's an interesting game that occasionally comes along in my opinion that's just so radically different like yeah. you can't help but be intrigued and want to try it yeah and it just looks is... like dumb fun right like that looks like a game i could actually just not give a crap about how i do and just have fun sounds good uh thanks for stopping in justin we'll catch you later man see you justin bye um so, so the next and last quick shot is something again we've also talked about sorry guys slow week um there were more insider notes for x defia and again uh with it showed some more gameplay clips too uh but with this game coming out or with ubisoft forward coming out uh next month i believe i think we're going to hear a lot more about this and if you guys are interested at all again it's probably i know we've, we've ventured into kind of a lot of futuristic and hero shooters and stuff not as many people in our communities are excited about uh but if you are interested in this game at all they have been listening to feedback a lot um they've really been uh having insider play sessions for quite a while so this is a game i don't think i'm necessarily gonna like main or no life and play a whole lot but it's something i, I want to try because it's the first game where I've kind of been able to keep up the first multiplayer game where I've kind of been able to keep up with the development process. And what they do is again, almost every week you have these session notes um, that they come out with and talk about. And this week they, they tested the escort and zone control game modes on the maps, meltdown midway and Times square. And then um, they talk about what they're focusing on for that week with players. They're focused on escort and zone control game modes and they send a survey out and they take all the feedback and they have special uh, for people who are under the NDA, they have special uh, uh, discord channels where you guys, where they can talk with the devs and stuff like that. So um, I, I just think it's really cool what they're doing. Um, I know when this was first launched and it was a Tom Clancy title, me included, were pretty upset that it was a Tom Clancy title. Uh, they right. did listen and they've, they've removed that. So it's no longer a Tom Clancy title, which I think is good. Even though, there's, smart. Yeah. even though, yeah, even though there's some of those factions and stuff in there. Um, but it's, it's kind of a Call of Duty clone that nobody really wanted. And I'm still like not excited about it for the game itself, but it's just really cool to be able to to see them taking in feedback. And I'm going to be interested in how the product turns out as a result of that, because they don't always do that. Yeah, I think it would get rid of the Ghost Recon, the Tom Clancy and all that stuff in the title was good. I mean, I liked some of the gun, some of the guns, like there's some modern guns there. Yeah, this could be something that you just play for dumb fun for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I would be interested to see kind of where this goes, especially given the huge amount of negativity I feel it received originally. How much, you know, and would it have received that if they didn't have Ghost Recon or Tom Clans in the title? Probably not, right? Just like, oh, it's just a new game, but they kind of have an uphill battle to fight now. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't think it's it's gonna overall do that well because yeah it looks I don't it does, think so either. I don't think it does so look kind of like a Black Ops three or four clone a little bit with the specialists and the crazy stuff going on. Um, yeah, but I just want to see I want to see how polished it feels and stuff based on the mm -hmm. feedback because I'm hoping although this game probably isn't for me, I'm hoping that more studios take this approach on <laughs> Battlefield. And bring yeah. players bring players in earlier to help it be a right. better product. So that's that's why I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I agree. I, I I haven't like I said the original gameplay when it was announced last year, it looked it was what it was. But I did like some of the weapons I saw. So I mean, I definitely would like to see what it looked like um, 
when it when it does finally release and get into a, an actual finished end state yep all right then well that's pretty much um all i had for the uh <laughs> quick shots uh if you have time if anybody has any questions in chat that would be awesome um, yeah we can def definitely do a q a and while we're waiting for some of those questions in chat guys i had a question because we ju you just talked about x defiant has there been any news on uh, Ghost Recon Frontline? Because I haven't heard anything about that in a while. I know we've talked about that previously. That's I really, one that I'm kind of into. I, I would like to get my hands on that. I really think we're going to hear about that at Ubisoft Forward mm -hmm. in August. I, I I would think you'd hear about X Defiant Frontlines. I think right. we will. We, we haven't in a long time, but like the website's still up, and they say they're still working on it. So, yeah, it would be... I'm, yeah, I'm curious if they... If they can, I'd be really interested in that game if they can polish it up and refine it and make it, you know, look better than it did. I know they did, the, they did like an early alpha or something that was streamed on Twitch that it looked fine, but um, also Twitch, you know, doesn't look the best to begin with. But I think Frontline for me is something um, that I would get into again. If it fills my my modern military immersive type checklist, so. <laughs> Um, so Sergio asks, what do you think of the report of 2042 having a skeleton crew compared to EA claims of everyone in DICE working fully on 2042? So when I'm breaking down a question like this, Sergio, and I've, I've wrestled with this in my head as well, um, I just kind of look at all the facts, the things that I do know. So the things we know is that Tom Henderson and Jeff Grubb have both said skeleton crew. Historically, those folks have been pretty accurate. What about on the other end, DICE? They have said a lot of times stuff that didn't exactly turn out to be true. They said we're going to get more core feedback loops. That hasn't happened. Uh, they said this game was an old, the beta was an old build. When the game released, it was still felt exactly the same as the beta. Uh, you had developers saying, or you had executives saying, this is the earliest alpha ever. The game is incredibly ahead of schedule. Then it got delayed. They don't have a great track record. You also have individual developers saying the game just needs a little more time in the oven. It's going to it's gonna release great. So if you look at the track records of the two parties and then to add another element into that, how much content came out in season one, what does that allude to? Which side do you think a skeleton crew would come out with one map and one gun? Or do you think an entire development studio with hundreds of employees would come out with one map and one gun? I tend to believe... Mm -hmm that even though EA said differently, I think it's a skeleton crew based on who said it, uh, who, do we who do we trust at this point? And also, um, like, look at the content, man. One map and one firearm and one, one crossbow for a year later, that screams skeleton crew to me. But that's my opinion. I, no one really knows. It's a hundred and ten percent a skeleton crew. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, go, you're going there, all right. There's no doubt about it. I mean, let's. I'm just gonna. Man, I am such a huge Battlefield fan from back in the day. I love Battlefield series way more than Call of Duty. But holy crap, whatever Dyson EA is doing, like you know, get your head out of your you know, and like learn to make a damn game again. For God's sakes, one gun. I could go on a rant right now. I'm going to control myself, but I mean, good God, it's a hundred, it's a hundred percent of skeleton crew. I could have produced more content in season one than they did. Ridiculous. They should be ashamed to be honest and to yeah. lie to us. I mean, you, you made a good point there. Everything they've said has been a lie. Like they lied to us. They, they, how many people spent $120 on the game? They lied about everything. 
So I, and Tom Henderson has told way more truth about that game than EA, than dice, than the developers. So, I mean, get rid of 2042, learn how to make a battlefield game again. And, uh, you know, you need to actually prove, you know, what you're doing for me to spend money on your garbage game again. Yep. I agree. Well, after, uh, uh, an entire year of a live service game with one map live service um, we can't even we can't even use the term live sir i mean if no. that's their their if that's their idea of a live service holy crap man we're in yeah. for we're in for some trouble i i have a really I, uh, that word triggers me now um yeah that's that's just why a lot of people come back to the game and i can't i realize my footprint on the internet is incredibly tiny uh, but I, I just can't really support a game and make content for a game that I feel uh, I did did so much wrong to the community. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, lies that's a great and, point. Um, a lot of lies and mm-hmm. kind of uh, like deceiving us onto what actually exactly was Exactly what I was thinking, yeah. They, dece- they deceived everybody to to sell a game. And then that game was not at all what they marketed. So, I mean, they lied to all of us to get money is really what, now they have a skeleton crew producing one map, one weapon. I feel, I feel like I get, I feel like I could bite the bullet and uh, make content on it. And my channel would probably do better again. Um, But I just, I can't in good conscience do that. Even though it doesn't really matter too much. I'm the same. I mean, I'm the same with you. Obviously I'm more of a COD creator i really enjoyed making making the early 2042 content during the last summer during the hype for that during you know all all the lies they told us in the trailers um it was the most fun i've had producing content but i mean that's the same thing there i like i didn't produce much cold war or vanguard content just because like i don't i can't anyway i don't care about those games to be honest so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waste my time making content that i don't enjoy really is what it yeah, comes down to i feel like if you try to force it people notice <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm not I, you know i my whole thing starting was i'm gonna make content i enjoy so um i'm not gonna force stuff yep and then uh bullet kid has a really cool question what are your thoughts on leaks do you feel they do more harm than good or do you reckon they help the game um for me personally i think i think I think they help the game. It's just a matter of how leaks are handled, right? Because if those leaks are, um, if the leaks are taken from the developers, like, oh, this is what the community is expecting. Now, obviously you can't pivot, but you can take some feedback based on how the community is reacting to leaks. Now, whether or not, if the leaks, the leaks are way out of left field and not even close, but like, let's focus on DMZ, right? If those leaks are, even 50% accurate. If I'm the development team over there, I'm take I'm keeping an eye on what the community feedback is to the leaks and seeing saying, Hey, you know, this is positive. This is negative versus the product that we currently have. Um, how can we cater this towards where the hype is going for what's out there currently? Or, you know, that that's also based on how much of the leaks are correct and wrong and, and all of that. But um, I think ultimately it helps because you're creating content, you're generating interest in the product. But it, to me, it ultimately comes down to how the developers, how do they handle that feedback from the leaks if they if they handle it, 
handle that at all. And I guess we'll see when we get more information on DMZ would be a good example for your question. Right. Yeah, I've always had the view of leaks. They can they can help or help or hurt. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the ones that show content that the developers aren't ready to show can be harmful. They kind yeah, of take away from the surprise and stuff like that. So the stuff we've been seeing from you reality, but I feel like what we're doing talking about them uh, is actually probably good for the game. We're giving feedback on them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also getting excited about it because part, in my opinion, part of a game release, the cycle of a good game is that excitement pre-release. And right now, there's really nothing else to talk about. So mm-hmm. if you approach these leaks as, hey, even though these may be true, these may not be true, um, that's just what they are. I feel like people, especially people that watch this show are incredibly smart. And you guys know that, that they might not come true. So if it doesn't, it doesn't. But at the same time, right now, it's entertaining and fun to discuss aspects of a game that we're excited about, a game that's going to come out. It still gives us an opportunity and it gives us talking points to start a discussion on what we want to see in the game, what we don't want to see in the game. And it, they're fun to talk about. I feel like if you're if you're just kind of discussing them, um, I don't see what it really hurts. Uh, I kind of get it where you could you could cause some harm um, if you are showing copyrighted content. Like if you're if you're showing gameplay and stuff that they're not ready to show, I could see that kind of being being a little bit harmful. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And that I mean, that's why I'm really enjoying the DMZ leaks, right? Because we're just getting like some, you know, maybe potentially some challenges, things like that that are generating conversations. Um and I mean, if we're right and they are trying to cater to a, to a Tarkov type crowd, if I'm the developer is listening to, because, you know, every look at DMZ on YouTube right now, every creator is making videos on it. Um, so there's a lot of feedback there for the developers. And really with DMZ, nothing's no gameplay or anything that I would I would personally feel isn't ready to be discussed or, or shown has been leaked at this point. So it's all positive for the developers. Like, hey, everyone's really pumped for this. This could, and this is where the discrepancy between Tom and, and Ralph's leaks could come in, you know, based on the feedback, maybe it's something we they release at launch as a, as a separate game mode, or maybe it's something that comes free to play later in the year based on where it is development wise. So I, I, I think in that, that regard, it's positive, but yeah, I mean, if you're showing gameplay, that's like early and people are saying, well, that looks like garbage. Oh, you know, it's terrible. That I think is, a, is problematic for sure, because obviously you, you wouldn't want i feel like the developers work hard on games you don't want to show a product that's not ready to be shown because then the feedback obviously doesn't have meaning if it's still very far away from even being ready to be shown in in a pre-alpha or anything right he says so do you believe companies will purpose purposely uh send out leaks as a form of feedback uh i don't think they probably do as a form of feedback i think it probably just works out that way i i feel like some studios probably smaller studios mm. maybe i don't know but it feels like some of them could send out leaks as a form of marketing uh to get it, people excited i i agree with you but then we just look at like warzone mobile and it's like i don't know i don't, know. I mean, I don't whoops did we, did we leak all the game modes and every challenge and things like that by mistake or you know i don't know it's, it's hard to say <laughs> If I had to guess, like this is just me completely talking out of my butt, but I don't think 
a AAA studio has a need to do that. I don't see a AAA studio yeah. purposely leaking stuff. They don't have to. They have such they, a lot of them have such big platforms. That's not how they market stuff. But like a smaller or indie or AA studio uh, putting a, a leak out and marketing as such, I could I could believe. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I I could believe that. That's just what I guess. Also, I mean, with with the modern warfare, with everything reality is leaking right now. It seems like he's the only one data mining all that, right? So really, yes, he's getting it from one place, but how hard is he having to dig in in to get that content, you know? Seems like I haven't really seen anybody else come out with what he's coming out with. So it seems like it's not just out it, yeah, maybe it's it's being data mined from more than mobile, but it's not just readily available for everyone to look at the code and say, "Oh, look, here's everything from Modern Warfare 2, DMZ, and Warzone. He's he's obviously doing a lot to get what he's provided. Yeah, and I, I have no clue how you data mine on PC either, um, but uh, I can't I can imagine that data mining on mobile would be more complicated and have more <clears throat> more nuances and things about it to, to get into. <clears throat> mm, yeah. So. Exactly. Cool. Well, I I think if uh, you're down, I think that's a show. Um, yeah, I think we had a we had some really good topics there for sure. Um, really good discussions, definitely. I'm curious uh, what we hear in this next week. To be honest, it seems like there may be some some big things coming potentially. Yeah, we might we might have some interesting stuff to talk about next week. Uh, we're also working on uh, getting some guests lined up too um, in the coming month or two. Uh, hopefully we can bring some of that content to you guys that's what we want to do is just keep getting better keep slowly growing and uh make the best uh podcast show whatever that whatever you call it uh that we can um on the planet yeah. ever best podcast yeah ever <laughs> on the planet ever um so yeah thank you guys again so much for being here i i really appreciate it um it still blows my mind that people show up uh, to hear me talk about video games <laughs> <laughs> i really 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 appreciate it we'll have uh the vod will be up shortly and then uh the podcast i'll get it going live probably in the morning first thing so for the podcast listener don't worry you don't have long to wait <laughs> so yeah we'll see you guys in about seven days we'll see you hopefully next monday with lots more stuff to talk about thanks for being here thanks a lot guys have a good night have a good